You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Many women are looking for more non-invasive treatments to help manage common pregnancy discomforts. Acupuncture can be used to promote overall health during all phases of a woman's life, including during a pregnancy. I'm Brent Keim, a licensed acupuncturist, and today we'll be discussing how acupuncture can contribute to a pregnant mom's health and well-being and also alleviate common pregnancy discomforts. This is Preggy Pals, episode 80. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly, online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Annie Laird. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You'll also get a free subscription to Pregnancy Magazine. See our website for more information. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Preggy Pals app, available in the Android and iTunes marketplace. At this point, I'm going to be tossing it over to Stephanie. She's our producer. She's in the studio today, and she's going to be talking a little bit about our virtual panelist program. Hi, everyone. Okay, so we want you to be involved no matter where in the world you are. So first, you have to like our Preggy Pals Facebook page or follow us on Twitter. And if you're on Twitter, please use the hashtag PreggyPalsVP. Um, So a few days before our tapings, I'm going to be posting some sneak preview questions. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. So if you have any other questions, you can go to www.preggypals.com. Under the community tab, be a virtual panelist. Great. Thanks so much. All right, let's go around the table and introduce our panelists that are guests here today. Uh, we'll start with uh, just myself. My name's Annie. I'm uh, the host, and I'm 35. I'm a government contractor by day, and uh, when I'm not pregnant, I'm a birth doula. I'm pregnant with my third baby, and uh, he or she, we're not sure of the gender, is uh, due on the 24th, though I'm thinking maybe a little bit earlier, but we'll see here in a couple of weeks. This is my third child, and I'm planning a home birth. Hi, I'm Melissa Lang Lytle. I'm 42 years old. I'm a labor doula and a birth choices activist. I am pregnant with my third child also. I am having a boy. And guest date is at the end of January. I also have two little boys at home, Benjamin, who will be five in December, and Joseph, who's three. And I had a planned home birth for my first birth, but I ended up transferring to the hospital and an amazing water birth with my second home birth. And I'm planning a third home birth for this child. Great. And I'm Stephanie. I'm 30 years old. I have a nine-month-old baby girl at home. I have always been so interested in acupuncture and have never done it, but I've always wanted to. So I can't wait to hear all about this. Great. (coughs) Sounds familiar. (coughs) 
If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Now, before we get into the acupuncture part of this episode today, we're going to start off with a news article. So uh, occasionally on our Preggy Pals episodes, we go into common uh, news articles, things on the headlines dealing with pregnancy. The article from today is from the Huffington Post. The title is Pregnant CrossFit Mom Infuriates Misguided Know-It-Alls on Facebook. So, you know, this isn't biased or anything like that. So. <laughs> but what uh, the picture that it shows, it uh, shows a picture of a very heavily pregnant mom and she is doing an overhead squat uh so she's got her tube socks on and she's got her sports bra and uh looks like at least 55 pounds on either side of the squat bar here over her head um and so what she wrote on facebook with this picture is eight months pregnant with baby number three and crossfit has been my sanity i've been crossfitting for two and a half years and strongly believe that pregnancy is not an illness but a time to relish in your body's capacities to kick ass well so she posted this and she immediately got she had 451 shares in two hours uh, so a lot of uh, critical things uh, posted on her Facebook page from that can't be safe to you may have mastered the squat but need to work on motherhood. Eight months doing an overhead squat. Really? So, I mean, what do you ladies think about this? Do you think that this is, is something that, I mean, is safe or, I mean, what, um, I mean, she, she said she's been and doing it for two and a half years. So what do you think about this? I, I saw the picture and didn't read the article. So to comment on that specifically, I, I wouldn't know because I'm not a weightlifter. Mm -hmm. I know that I talked to my midwife a lot about things that seem to have myths around it. So I was a marathon runner for many years. And I know pregnant with my firstborn, the instinct was stop running, walk. And that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. So I would just encourage anyone who maybe is a weightlifter or doing any kind of intense workouts to make sure they're talking with their midwife or provider. But as far as me personally, I don't know enough about weightlifting to know whether or not it's safe during pregnancy. I would right. just hope that she's squatting correctly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knees not over your toes and all of that. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stephanie, what do you think? Um, you know, I saw the article. Yeah, I kind of skimmed over it. Um, I think, you know, kick ass, girl. Like if she, <laughs> if she's been doing it and her doctor says it's okay, who is anybody else to judge? Yeah, it says at the end of the article, uh, shortly after the picture was taken, uh, she gave birth when she was 39 squatting. weeks pregnant, so squatting, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I'd have to agree with you, Melissa, of um, there definitely have to be modifications to what a woman does when she's pregnant. You know, I think gone are the days. I mean, back in the 50s, uh, you know, when my grandmother was pregnant, women were being told, don't raise your hands over your head because mm -hmm. the umbilical cord could strangle the baby, obviously. 
that's yeah, not but they true. were smoking and drinking martinis. That too. is true. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was on the third martini that was given. You know, so so I think your point that you have is is very valid. Of you know, making modifications is very important, and you know, more important than what type of exercise you're doing is is what you're doing uh, safe for the baby and safe for yourself. It's listening to your body, listening to your baby. Um, obviously, you don't have to stop. You shouldn't be stopping all physical exertion while you're pregnant it is a, a time where it's not an illness i think you know she's right there but things have to be modified you don't want to injure yourself so you've got an idea for a business the store of your dreams there's just one thing to figure out everything that's why shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online in person and everywhere else sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Today on Preggy Pals, we're discussing using acupuncture to manage discomfort during pregnancy. Now, this is an, part of an ongoing series here we're doing at Preggy Pals of looking at different ways that women can manage pregnancy discomfort with maybe uh, non-medical or more non-invasive measures. So if we, we've already done one with uh, physical therapy, uh, and we're continuing today with acupuncture. Our expert today is Brett Keim. Brent has been licensed as acupuncturist in the state of California since 2006. Much of his practice centers on the care of women in pregnancy. And uh, I say this because he is my also my personal acupuncturist. I see him every week. Uh, he's on the faculty and an administrator for the Nijoni Institute of Midwifery in San Diego. He works closely with many San Diego area midwives to provide safe, drug-free, natural health care for expecting mothers. This part of Brent's practice includes both the treatment of ailments common to pregnancy, as well as maintaining optimal health and wellness to mothers and their babies throughout pregnancy and into postpartum care. Brent, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So let's start off with how does acupuncture work? What, what's the basic idea of acupuncture? Uh, in acupuncture, we <clears throat> we use very thin, um, sterile, disposable, single-use needles. We put them in specific anatomical points. Um, that are usually near the surface of the skin or, or at the surface of the skin. Um, and by stimulating these individual points, um, we can get the body to change physiological and biochemical functioning. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's sort of the gist of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, how common is this in the United States? Do, uh, you know, before I moved to San Diego, I, I had never heard of, I'd heard of acupuncture, but I thought it was yeah. something in China. Yeah. You know, you know, it's just it's something that wasn't very common. And in California. In, in California, <laughs> yeah. Weird was, people on the West <laughs> exactly. Coast. Exactly. Yeah. I moved here and became a hippie. Yes, yeah. you know, so. <laughs> but how, how common is that throughout the United the, States? The, the recent survey data that's coming out says that about 9% of Americans use uh, acupuncture or have tried acupuncture. Um, the great majority of those close to 60% um, come into acupuncture for musculoskeletal, neuromuscular issues. Um, so as far as 
you know, who who's using it for pregnancy, it's probably less than 9% of the moms. Although, I mean, in my world, it seems like a lot of moms do, you know, because <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly, that's, <laughs> that's a, 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 you know, a, a bulk of my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty common for me. But, uh, you know, if, if we're talking countrywide, we, you know, you're probably looking at maybe five to 6% of the moms, maybe, mm-hmm. who are using acupuncture for, um, um, for issues during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if anything gets treated more than anything else, when it comes to um, treatment during pregnancy it's got to be morning sickness it's um it is the only ailment um that most insurance companies will cover as far as a pregnancy related issue when it comes to acupuncture mm-hmm. um a lot of the other you know issues that moms have during pregnancy if uh, if they seek care with an acupuncturist the insurance companies won't won't pay for for that treatment okay um but but with uh, morning sickness it's pretty darn common so it does get a good amount of press there's been a good amount of research on it so it's definitely the most yeah. common thing and melissa i'd moms. like to go into that a little bit with you because you mentioned that you saw an acupuncturist during this pregnancy for yes. your third baby um what what had, did you notice with the treatments? Did, did you find that it helped? Well, first, I just want to step back, and then I started using acupuncture to kind of, like, regulate my hormones and cycles after a miscarriage, mm-hmm. and that was incredible. And I'd also heard that it could kind of help restore my hormones to be, um, I don't even want to say more normal, but more regular. You would be able to tell me. But um, I just wanted to make sure my body was healthy to have a pregnancy. And so once becoming pregnant... Um, I went through what many women go through, which is, you know, horrible first trimester symptoms of morning sickness and really not being able they to cope really with They should really just call it all-day sickness. I think a man they probably should. created, you know, morning sickness. Like, oh, it's noon. Like, lunchtime. Oh, I feel wonderful now. Like, that it just... That was a big shock to me of just, you know, it is all day and all night and you do feel miserable. You do. And when you're active and you have two small children at home, you really don't have time for it. Exactly. So to speak. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to alleviate... I, the symptoms. I wanted to just feel better in general. And I also learned from um, using acupuncture before I became pregnant, how important it was to kind of center myself. So I, and I always take a nap. So it's a fabulous thing for me to do. And mm-hmm. I, it, it really helped me. You, she also you actually nap great. during your, uh, during your acupuncture treatment. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, is after that really it, common, Brent? The women, to, like, people to, fall asleep? To, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, especially especially the moms who, like, have kids at home because that's, yeah. like, their hour break where they Absolutely. come in and go into a coma during <laughs> that hour <laughs> away from the kids. So I mean, the common. needles are in. Sometimes the oils are used. The lights are dim. I mean... Come on. Yeah. It's just fabulous. <laughs> I probably talk too much to fall asleep, although I think I have fallen asleep before, but yeah. yeah. It, 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 it might, it, it, I have a, a like a one-on-one practice and there it's really common for people to pass out, you know, because mm-hmm. they're in that room by themselves. It's very quiet. It's very calm, peaceful, lights down, like you said, music, you know. Um, but uh, then, then um, you know, Annie, where you see me is the community clinic. And so we have a, a group of moms that's all getting acupuncture at the same time. And it's much more of a, you know, it has a very community vibe. A lot of community acupuncture um, uh, clinics uh, are, are usually, you know, it's very quiet. You go in and you sit quietly in your chair. But we, we don't encourage that there, you know. There's a lot of bonding that goes yeah. on at that group. So there's a that lot of talking. That nice, too, because you're yeah. usually there for some t- symptoms and you're yeah. dealing with other perhaps pregnant moms. Well, yeah, I was going to say most of them are pregnant moms. I go go for, for, you know, both for acupuncture and for socialization. Absolutely. So it's just like you kind of get personal, like, oh, what's your name? Like, what's your your baby? Are you a boy or a girl? You know, what's my opinion about your midwife? And I just like, you know, kind of get into each other's business. But it's kind of nice because it it is that sense of community there. It it is. It's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when I first started that, you know, I guess I envisioned something more the classical community acupuncture, like I'm talking about where it's more quiet. But that... 
that that night just really has evolved into something all its own, you know. And it's uh, I, I think most of the moms they like that. They like that you know ability to ask questions to one another because um, you know a, a grand majority because I work so closely with so many of the midwives here in San Diego. A lot of them are home birth uh, moms. Um, but when they come in there, it's it's not always the home birth moms who are coming through. And so, you know, everybody gets a little bit different view by discussing what they're planning with their pregnancy with the other uh, other mothers who are there. We usually have a midwife who's there getting acupuncture. So then we always have, uh, um, you know, a, a resident expert to ask questions to mm-hmm. as well. So that's, yeah. it's generally pretty good. Yeah. Now, we've already talked about uh, morning sickness quite in depth. What other type of ailments do pregnant women tend to come to you during their pregnancies, Brent? That is, uh, you know, in the in the first you know it kind of, it's a trimester by trimester thing usually mm-hmm. but first well, trimester go that by yeah, trimester. Yeah, yeah 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 good uh, first trimester usually morning sickness that would definitely be the um, um, the number one thing that I see in the first trimester fatigue that's another big one in the first trimester threatened miscarriage that's the more common time to have the threatened miscarriages in the first uh, trimester so so sometimes I'll, I'll see moms coming in for that second trimester you know that tends to be the, the no, holy threat- land let me break in there yeah. so for threatened miscarriage are you talking about women that are worried that they're going to no, miscarriage or, well, or a little bit of breakthrough the, the, bleeding. The signs, yeah, usually that's what we would call it. So if, if the mom starts to experience some cramping, mm-hmm. um, sometimes low back pain is a common symptom with spotting or bleeding, um, then that would sort of enter into the category of what we'd call a threatened miscarriage. Okay. It's, the, it's, you know, the, the possibility of the body moving in that direction. It's showing signs that it may move in that direction. Mm-hmm. So we want to uh, slow down that process and secure the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um Second trimester tends to be, you know, that's that's the holy land. Everybody feels pretty good in second trimester. Um, you know, but some things do pop up. Sometimes the heartburn starts to pop up, the uh, um, the instability in the ligaments. So you start to see some low back pain, some hip pain that'll come into that. Pl- I was going to say, that's what kind of what I came yeah. in for you, especially since I do have a one-year-old at home yeah. um, that I think also contributes to yeah. more of low back pain is where maybe I would see that more in a third trimester. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, also, for for moms who've had children in the past they their body sort of works its way you know kind of loosens up the relaxing gets in there and things kind of loosen up quicker the body kind of knows where it's going and it it, it relaxes first time moms tend to you know they don't show as soon just things sort of are more stable you know i don't see so much in the first time moms that second trimester is you know it is the holy land you know they have no problems most of the time um you know maybe have them come in once a month and check in and just you know we do sort of a wellness treatment just sort of keep keep everything running optimal for them um but uh you know second third fourth time moms a lot of times then then that low back pain the instability starts to work its way in in the second trimester Mm -hmm. third trimester um you know the back pain is even more common at that point in time um swelling edema you know in the lower limbs that's really common that we'll treat there um you guys tell me tell me what other other problems that everybody remembers (laughs) experiencing i i i think if it's been a problem i've probably uh seen at least one mom who's come in uh heartburn that's another big one indigestion those are Mm -hmm. big issues you know as is the is the internal organs start to run out of room you know those those associated issues like that a lot of times we can help with those problems can i ask a quick question um i had really bad carpal tunnel um due to just swelling yeah and that's something that i really nothing helped yeah. you know my doctors obviously they never recommend i just went did traditional ob yeah um they didn't recommend acupuncture right. I, I even asked and they're like oh well you know no, yeah no, i kind of blew it off yeah um so you know they said basically where the the brace is 
they did nothing. You know, so nothing helped besides giving birth. Is yeah. that something that... Yes. Yeah, I have yeah. treated that several times. Yeah. And that, that and is common, successful. especially in that third trimester, yeah. yeah. Um, is the body just, you know, it's, it's most, most, you know, the most common area that we see the swelling is in those, in the lower limbs. But mm-hmm. sometimes you'll start to see it around the hands and, yeah. the, um, you know, in the in the wrist. And then you start to get to those carpal tunnel. Yeah, it started syndrome. like around 24 weeks. Yeah. It was... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. I'm Next sure time. it'll happen yeah. again. You got it. <laughs> now, Brent, when you're inserting the needles, does that hurt? I mean, what, what does acupuncture, what do most people say that it feels like? That is the million-dollar question. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> acupuncture always wants to ask that question. Well, I think question. everybody thinks about like yeah. a... Like a um, a vaccination, like right. immunization, like getting a shot. And like yes. it, it, Why traumatic. would I do this voluntarily? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they have the, have the, have the, the shot in their mind when they're five years old and they're pulling down their trousers and, you know, just bracing for that, you know, like, oh my gosh, you want me to put one in my head, you right. know? So. The, uh, the, the general thought that most of us have about needles is based on blood drawn injection needles. Those are large, hollow needles and, and, and they're, they're small, you know, but, but by my standards, they're, they're, they're large. Um, and they actually have to tear through tissue to get in. So that's where we get that ouch feeling. And we always associate needles with that. Acupuncture needles are very, very thin. I, I, I think in the typical blood draw injection needle, I can fit about 30 of my needles. They're really, really tiny. So, uh, you know, I, I won't say that acupuncture is without sensation, but uh, a lot of the points, most people, some of the points um, is they're inserted. Um, people will tell me that they felt absolutely nothing whatsoever. But sometimes uh, if you do get a sensation, the more common sensation is is a very unique sensation to acupuncture and it's kind of a dull heavy achy sensation um but i I don't think most people would call it painful it's just uh it's very unique it can be strong um you know it can get your attention for a moment but it tends to pass very very quickly Mm -hmm. as well so um it does usually by the time you're you're inserting either the next needle or the uh, next uh, my acupuncturist goes back and asks is that is that bothering you at all and usually it's 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 subsided yeah usually it's calmed down i mean every once in a while you know it it, it, there is a sharp point on the needle to to work its way in and every once in a while you you are you are bound to brush past a nerve ending and uh you know there there may be a a moment of ouch but it's um you know it's less common than people would think Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah right When we come back, we will discuss the safety and the effectiveness of acupuncture. We'll be right back. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back. Today we're talking about managing the discomforts of pregnancy with Brett Keim. Uh, Brett, is this treatment safe during a pregnancy? Definitely. Yeah. Acupuncture has virtually no side effects whatsoever. Um, You know, really the only potential side effect might be to put a needle into, um, you know, into an internal organ, but uh, you would have to needle really deep and have a really big needle and really be going for the gusto. And and if you're seeking care from a trained acupuncturist, that's just not going to happen. So, um, you know, but no, no other side effects that are going to come up because of the acupuncture. Is there like uh, any uh, lightheadedness associated? I know I've seen sometimes so, and you, you and I have talked about uh, yeah, offline a little yeah. bit about some of the men that, that come in yeah. and, and it's it's a little bit funny because you'll see uh, this whole room of pregnant ladies 
and and we're doing just fine. And then a guy comes in and he gets lightheaded or yeah. it, like begins or to pass faint. out. Yeah. Or they Sometimes faint. Sometimes they faint. Or they faint. And it's like, kind of <laughs> embarrassing for them. Like, okay, here's this whole room of third trimester ladies and he's the one who faints about it. You know, but the, um, what's that all about? Uh, fainting is is can be common the first time that people get acupuncture. It, it tends to not happen after the first time. I, I, I guess in my experience, I just think that acupuncture is a very new, unique way of communicating with the body that most people are not used to. And, um, um, you know, we, we classically, we talk about that we're working with this energy in the body that we call chi and, um, and men, especially young men, very, you know, what we think of as like the machismo, the real go-getters. Um, very virile. They, v- virile. virile, that's yeah. right, virile. That would, that would be, that would be the that, Which that makes would it be even more embarrassing yeah. for these young guys. It <laughs> yeah. really does, yeah. <laughs> they... Um, they are filled with chi. So in, in acupuncture, we get this energetic kind of moving in the body. And sometimes it moves so much that it just overwhelms them. They have so much there to work with that it just, it, it knocks them out. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's like fainting. If you've ever fainted, it, it lasts for a couple seconds and then you come to, and, uh, um, you know, it's a bit of a shock to the system, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I'd call that a side effect because there's no you know, Dad's there's no lasting that. issue like yeah. that other than the embarrassment. <laughs> if they're if they're in you know a gr- in they're in that group setting, you know, like in the in the uh, um, uh, in the community style of acupuncture, right? Or waking yeah. up with a whole bunch of pregnant women. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You all pregnant lady has yeah. thirty needles in her. Yeah. yeah it, it, it has it has happened a few times. Yeah. Oh, what should a pregnant woman look for in her acupuncture care provider? Are there pre- uh, acupuncture care providers that specialize in pregnancy? Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it, it's going to depend on where you're at. Um, you know, in a state like California, um, you know, some of the other states that have a lot of acupuncture, Oregon, Washington, New York State, um, New Mexico, these are areas with high density um with a high density of acupuncture. So you're bound to find people who are specializing mm-hmm. um, in those areas. You know, if you're in an area that's more sparsely populated with acupuncturists, there may not be a lot of specialization because they're just able to treat, you know, everything that comes to them mm-hmm. um, and may not have, you know, if they want to specialize in pregnancy, there may not be enough pregnant women to, you know, make that a viable business option for them. Right. Um, but here, here on, on the West coast, you know, it's definitely something that you see more and more. Um, you know, most of us, as we go through school uh, to become an acupuncturist, we, you know, we, we all learn how to treat basically everything. You know, if you ask most acupuncturists, what's acupuncture good for? I think the short answer we'd say is everything. And um, um, so, so, so any acupuncturist should be able to, you know, treat um the ailments of pregnancy. I will say that there's a lot of acupuncturists. You know, you should contact the acupuncturist that you're thinking about because I do know many of my colleagues who are very nervous about working on acu- or on, on excuse me working with pregnant women. What would be the nervousness about it? Um, what are they just, concerned about? I, I think there there um, there sometimes is, is a fear that they're going to put a needle in and the baby's just going to come shooting out. <laughs> you know, it, it's going uh, to labor while they're yeah. <laughs> receiving treatment. Yeah, you know, they they, they I um, went in. She was pregnant, and I came back in after yeah. the one hour treatment, and then. There was a baby there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and, and I, I think that's it. You know, there's just, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a nervousness if they haven't been around, uh, you know, many pregnant women. Maybe that's part of it. I, I you know, I'm not exactly sure, but... Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, even even some of my in- instructors from China, you know, some of them were like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, uh, it's just, you know, just, you know, like like any other person, you just uh, assess what's going on with them and you treat them. And I had other instructors, even the ones who were, who, who were from China with really extensive training and they were... Um, 
you know, very fearful about working with pregnant women. They were just very afraid that they were going to cause some, you know, create some sort of issue. But, uh, you know, in my experience, there just are no issues. Oh, okay. Well, how much does an acupuncture treatment cost? I know a lot of new moms are you know, looking at how much sure. this costs and budget, putting this in their yeah. budget. Uh, they're needing to buy things for a new baby. Yeah. So, uh, and, and with that, is acupuncture something that they can go to once and seek relief, or do they need to keep coming back? That's a good question. Um, let's see. Uh, it, it, as far as cost goes, you know, we're seeing more and more of a range. Number one, um, you know, depending on what state you're in, we're seeing insurance is starting to cover acupuncture more and more. That's great. Um, again, like I was talking about earlier, if you're seeking acupuncture for um treatment of some of the common ailments in pregnancy, then the the insurance companies may not cover it. They'll cover it for morning sickness, maybe for some of the low back pain, sciatica issues, um, but some of the other issues they may not cover, you know, indigestion, heartburn, the fatigue, those sorts of things they won't cover the care for. Um, if you're paying out of pocket, you you know, there's, there's some uh, ranges and it kind of depends on what type of acupuncture you're seeking. If you're seeking, you know, what we call private room or one-on-one acupuncture, where you're going to go see the acupuncturist, you'll be in your own room uh, for that hour. You're looking at a range, probably somewhere between 60 and maybe over a hundred dollars for a single. Southern California. Yeah. Southern, I'll say Southern California, but Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think even that range, I think 75 to 80 is probably a pretty sort of a a middle of the line range for that type of acupuncture throughout the country. Um, but more and more, we're starting to see a movement in, in acupuncture of businesses that we call community acupuncture, where... Um, One of which you run. Yes. No, where, you guys, where, I think you run a couple of sites, don't you? A couple of sites. Mm-hmm. I, I do the... I, I work with the community style of acupuncture. And that that is a... It's kind of a, a large group room. Um, people come in and they, they sit in usually reclining chairs where they can... We can lay them back and they can still relax. But it's... Um, because we're not occupying a single room with a single individual, um, you know, the, the business model is kind of based on, on, on bulk, you know, bringing in, being able to offer at a lower price. And then in these ranges, you're looking at anywhere from as low as $20 up to say $50 for the community style of acupuncture. They're, they, they'll, um, be in that range and they're fairly common in most of the major cities throughout the U S nowadays. So, Great. yeah. Well, thanks Brent for joining us today. For more information about Brent and his acupuncture practice, as well as information about any of our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Brent will discuss the use of acupuncture as a way to get your baby into an optimal position for birth. To join our club, visit our website, preggypals.com. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. special guest here with us. This is Don Alva, and Don is the founder of Rumina. Um, Don, tell us a little bit about Rumina. I know you're the founder of the company, so this is your baby, so, so tell us a little bit about it. 
Hi, thank you for having me, Sunny. Um, our products are designed um, for moms uh, that comfortably transition from baby to bump. So our garments are hands-free nursing tanks and bras. So in your third trimester, when you're engorged and sensitive and you need a little bit more support, we do have our, our tanks that are designed to transition from that bump to a lovely new postpartum nursing and beyond. Okay. And so you started this company. I always think it's interesting to talk to the founders of the company that started it because there's always so much passion behind it. So tell me, <laughs> usually there's a, a need for it. You found a need. You're a mom yourself. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So uh, my, my son is going on six. So okay. at that six years ago, I was um, thrown into that first time mommyhood, didn't have <laughs> a clue. And I was an extremely neurotic first time mom. Okay. Um, so we struggled with breastfeeding. It was um, quite a a push and pull for two and a half months. Um, after that point, he decided he preferred uh, lovely uh, breast milk from the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was searching frantically for something that I could do while pumping, since when you're exclusively pumping, you're doing it, you know, six to eight times a day yeah. around the clock. Right. Um, my body did not fit those lovely uh, bustiers with those holes. Um, <laughs> so I would, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure lots of women are pointed in the right direction. I have had a, a different body type. Mm-hmm. So I struggled with trying to find something that I could, um, you know, just use my phone, you know, post a picture or say hello, you know, read a magazine. Right. Um, so with that, I started piecing together different fabrics to find something that I could wear and then just easily transition into, to, you know, hands-free pumping. So within the, the course of the two years after my son was born, this idea kept percolating in my head, percolating in my head of, of how can I help moms reach their goals? I know um, with me, I only was able to exclusively pump for five months. It was a, it was a lot of commitment and time, and I really wanted to reach that, uh, my personal year goal. Okay. So with that, um, the, the idea for Rumina was born, and it's been a... Uh, a labor of love, no pun intended, for um, for many years. So right. to find the the right mix to help you know each and every mom reach her individual goals. Let's talk a little bit more about your products that you've created. Some some of your favorites that would help pregnant mamas out there. I love our relaxed our relaxed um, bra. So it's a relaxed, hands free, seamless crossover bra. What that means is that. You're able to have this lovely crossover layer, so it's it's actually flattering to the chest. It's supportive enough for the night, so it's 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 a we call it relaxed because it's light to moderate support. It's made from a soft jersey knit cotton, and it doesn't have any clasps and no holes, and it has this extra layer that keeps nursing pads in place. If you're pumping, you're able to just transition directly into pumping in the middle of the night, or if you're nursing, you just easily drop down and you're able to do a skin to skin with your child very quickly and simply. So that transitions from that lovely material. Eternity, um, to where you're engorged, all the way into that next layer of, uh, you know, level of breastfeeding, and on into pumping if you so choose. As a mom, when you're looking at different things out there on the market, the one thing I didn't like was that lovely muffin top that, um, <laughs> that we have usually postpartum. I wasn't one of the blessed that go down into whatever size. Right. Um, so our nursing tanks cover, and they're support, they're they're a nice lycra cotton. So they expand with your body from the maternity all the way down to um, newly postpartum and beyond. Okay. Um, but they don't give you that tank look, you know, that it's it's this all this extra fabric after you give birth. There's this enough lycra in there that 
comfortably snugs your body. Plus, it makes me feel like it's helping out the, the pillow top. Sure, of course. Okay, and where can our pregnant mamas purchase your products? So, Rumina for Moms with an S.com. You can purchase from us direct. Okay. You can also go to Amazon, and we also are selling at different boutiques. So, Google us, and you'll be able to, to find different places. And I know you're offering a special promo code for our listeners. So for all of our listeners out there, our pregnant mamas that are interested in, in getting more nursing wear and checking out Rumina, if you go to their website, which is RuminaForMoms.com, you can enter promo code MOMMYMEDIA for 20% off. So thank you so much for being here, thank Dawn. Thank you for having me. And being part of our show and creating products that help pregnant and breastfeeding moms. Thank you. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers. And our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we're talking about breastfeeding while you're pregnant. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.